2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck Sexton show podcast welcome in clay travis buck Sexton show monday edition of the program we hope all of you had fabulous weekends i had a great time in chicago safe time in chicago i feel like you need to add every time you go to chicago uh hope all of you had uh, fantastic weekends as well we are excited to hit the ground running with you we have got a loaded show let me give you a little bit of roadmap where we're headed. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is going to join us in about an hour and a half. Uh, we're going to be joined by Kim Caviezel. Did I pronounce that name right, Buck? I'm the worst at pronunciations on the planet. Star uh, of the hit movie. I mean, I think it's basically going nose for nose right now with Indiana Jones. Uh, obviously, was in The Passion of the Christ uh, back in the day. Uh, that is going to be an interesting discussion about what is going on in the larger cultural landscape. And then... I am super excited about this, Buck. Um, Outkick today, uh, the sports media company I run, we hired Riley Gaines. And I know a lot of you out there, former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines, who swam against Leah Thomas. She has been on this show several times. She is a fabulous voice for women's athletics. And she has a crazy idea. Women's athletics should actually include only women in athletics, which is... uh, Kind of the baseline of the entire purpose. Uh, and she's been super outspoken about the idea of male athletes who decide to identify as women, becoming women's champions. Uh, she's been brave. She's been courageous. And we are going to help give her a bigger and better platform than she has already had at OutKick. And certainly we're going to feature her on this show even more. I think she is a absolute stud. I know that, ta- that, that 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 word has been controversial. She is a stud at what she does, and uh, she is making, I believe, a tremendous difference in bringing to light the craziness that is happening not only in women's athletics at a college level, but frankly, and this is sad, happening more and more at the high school level for many of you with your daughters and granddaughters across this country. So we'll talk about all that. That is where we are headed. But we begin, Buck, with Joe Biden is overseas right now. He is floundering. I saw video of him on the beach this weekend moving around a chair in the sand, and it looked like he was almost incapable of moving a chair on the sand at the beach. This was supposed to be a, hey, look at how virile, look at how in control Biden is. Yeah, that's not playing very well. He was over in England. Some of you have probably already seen the videos. Prince Charles had to explain to him Kind of, hey, where do you need to go? Uh, Rishi Shanak, I believe the prime minister right now had tea with Biden and Biden just kind of was staring absently into the, into the foreground. Didn't seem to understand how to even drink his tea until the prime minister told him. It's just more and more uncomfortable. And as part of this, Monday, I always want to tell you, pay attention to Monday news. Because Monday news very often is very planned. Hey, we're going to take control of the week. This is the narrative that we want to feature. This is the storyline that we want to get out there. And so this morning when I woke up, Buck, uh, I read a lot, as you do. I like to read Axios AM. Uh, It is kind of a distillation of, hey, these are the stories. I read the New York Times, Wall Street Journal AM. We got stories we're going to talk about from both of those as well. But I saw the story this morning. Their headline was... Joe Biden screams at his aides behind closed doors, and he has such a temper. I'm reading from one of the Axios authors of this story. This is their headline, Buck. Biden has such a temper that some aides try to avoid meeting him alone. He has said, and I have to edit here, GD, how the F don't you know this, screaming, don't effing BS me, get the F out of here, my look at biden's fury and now buck they're pivoting from oh joe biden is your avuncular grandpa everybody likes joe to actually biden is a despot who screams at all of his all of his underlings not a good look but this is how desperate they are
4: can i say that i think i've been among the very earliest and and the uh most vociferous in my biden is a jerk Analysis. I've been saying this all along. They say he's this cuddly grandpa. They love to the talk about Grandpa Biden and good old Joe, and you can trust him. But if you look at the way he conducts himself in public, and if you look at the history, I mean, first of all, he has a very credible sexual assault by a former staffer when he was a senator against him. Yep, uh, which no one ever talks about. But carried, yeah, a woman who worked for him said that he was, you know, grabbing her and sexually assaulted her, straight up. Doesn't ever get talked about. We know that he sniffs people's heads and does weird stuff like that, you know, strangers. Um, and, and that's always left out of the discussion. And then you see these flashes of anger. Remember when he called that guy a dog faced pony soldier? I think, right? Wasn't that the phrase? Something,
3: yes, something in that, in that vernacular. I had never even
4: heard of that before. And because it was such a curmudgeonly and crotchety thing, a lot of people just wrote it off. But he's not a nice guy. You know, anybody at his phase of life, let's be honest, we've also been saying here to be, we've been saying Biden's not a nice guy, he's a jerk. We've yeah. also been saying the thing with the granddaughter. I I Look, even a broken clock, Maureen Dowd in the New York Times scorched Biden yes. for doing this, oh, his aides tell him to not include his grandchild. Like, Joe doesn't have that many years left. What could be more valuable to you than your grandchildren and your legacy here on Earth in terms of family, whether it's within the confines of a marriage grandchild or not? Maureen Dow was basically like, it's disgusting what he had done. And now now he's saying he will recognize the grandchild because there's so much pushback. But think about that, Clay. You're sitting in a room in the White House. You're the president of the United States. And just for sheer political advantage... You're going to write off a little four-year-old girl? She didn't do she anything wrong. She's a four-year-old girl. He's he a scummy, for, deceitful yeah. individual with a bad temper. He's a bad guy. And I've been consistent, and we've been consistent on this for a long time.
3: For people out there who who missed that story, Maureen Dowd in the New York Times absolutely savaged Joe Biden over the fact that he's been instructing, and Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, has been doing it as well, To for all the aides to say he has six grandchildren refuse to acknowledge this seventh grandchild, four-year-old girl born in Arkansas, proven to be Hunter's illegitimate, or probably, frankly, one of several illegitimate kids that, that Hunter Biden may well have, given uh, Hunter Biden's proclivities, but refusing to acknowledge her existence, saying they have six instead of seven. Here's where I think, Buck, though, This blows back on Biden in not a good way. I think the idea... Okay, so you can say to yourself, okay, why does this story come out?
4: That's what I was going to ask you. Why are they doing this now?
3: So my theory, and I'm curious whether you would buy it or not, Buck, is they recognize that Joe Biden is dementia-addled in the mind of probably two-thirds or more of the American public. And they are now saying, actually... He's super engaged behind the scenes, and he even will yell at associates' uh, underlings, subordinates. Now, here's the problem with that, Buck. I think this is designed to show actually Joe Biden is super competent. He's super aware of the details. Here's the problem with this, Buck. To me, this just reinforces the dementia uh, argument because, and you know this, and it's sad, but when you are gripped with dementia you are often prone to fits of anger and rage that aren't necessarily connected to what may have provoked them. In other other words, you'll lose more control of your faculties and your emotions as you're gripped with dementia. So I don't read this as Joe Biden is a, hey, the buck stops with me. If you screw up, I'm going to ream you and you better get this right. This is not Joe Biden is George Patton, right? This is Joe Biden is actually even more dementia addled across all of his aspects of his life than we otherwise knew. Cause now they're saying, well, he's screaming at subordinates and cursing them out. That's not a sign of strength to me, Buck.
4: It, it, it to me, I, I think in part there's the desire to control the narrative and get ahead of this because it's becoming increasingly clear they that, that Biden won. I mean, we've known all along that he has—he's too old and he's not up for this. But that they'll just paper over and they'll keep pushing forward. But I think people have also seen, and I do believe the grandchild issue ties into it. This is a guy who will use the most—you um, know—the most awful uh, family tragedy. His entire career. This is somebody who is is willing to say whatever he has to say um personally and professionally in the moment to get by and so i think they recognize the chance of biden especially cuz he's going to have to campaign a little bit more now he's going to have to be out there a little more and uh, that the chance of him snapping at somebody and it getting caught on camera is high enough that they would rather
3: that's a good you know,
4: thesis too get things get things ready in advance because you know what happens you get older and and people's their cognition changes. And he's at that phase where, you know, he, he might just have a, a, you know, there are senior moments. There's also um, and I don't, I'm not that familiar with how this goes within within their confines or the range of, of senility. But uh, people get angry, too. Now, yeah. Is it no. is it sundowning or whatever they say when you get tired and then and you get kind of angry and you need a nap in the afternoon? It's a real thing.
3: It's very similar to those of you. It's sad, but those of you who have raised children, you can tell when a young child has not been able to get the rest that they need. And unfortunately, we grow and then we sort of return to that same level of childlike need for help as we age. And I think that's where Biden is. Also, Buck, again, I'm not saying that screaming at somebody who screws up is wrong. I try not to yell at people who have worked for me over the years. I don't do it too often. There are probably three or four people out there though who could say, Hey, Clay really got upset. Um, and every now and then when somebody really screws up, it's worth uh letting them have it. I don't think there's very many people that I've ever worked with, Buck, that would say, and this is in this Axios article, that they're afraid to be alone in a room with well, me. That wouldn't trouble me if somebody shows, would say that. It, That
4: shows its pattern of behavior here and it's regular, right? That shows that, uh, you know, there are people in our business, for example, who are known to be a little crotchety, but they're crotchety to everybody all the time. So people don't necessarily take it personally, Um, but that's within certain limits. Uh, The moment that you're when when you have somebody who's going to say the things. And of course, we, we can't I feel like we're doing a big pitch here for the Axios article. We can't say out loud what Joe Biden is saying to people. But he's saying things that if I saw somebody on, let's say, a TV news set or, you know, a radio studio who was in a position of authority saying that to staff, I'd be like, that guy's an abusive jerk and maybe someone needs to step in here. Maybe I need, you know, it depends on the situation, maybe I need to step in.
3: Yeah. And also, I think, Buck, it's different if you're yelling at somebody who's somewhat similar. If you get into a screaming match with the chief of staff, let's just toss that out there. This is the person who is the head of, uh, head of your staff and you guys may be super frustrated, tempers run high, pressure runs high, I get it. If you're yelling at a 25-year-old who doesn't have very much control in their life and getting to be around the president is a big deal, to me it's the equivalent of, Buck, people who scream at waiters. If you are the kind of person who will scream at a waiter that's really not about anything other than power dynamics. You're doing it because you think you can, because you see them as servile to you. That, to me, is way worse than it. Look, if, if we found out Joe Biden got into a screaming match with Chairman Xi of China, I would say, okay, I don't have any issue with that. We should be angry at China. We should occasionally want to raise our voice with China. I don't want to hear that Joe Biden's getting in screaming matches with 25-year-olds uh, who are afraid to even be in the same room with him Again, to me, it just reiterates this is not a sign of someone being in control. It's a sign of someone spilling out of control. It
4: also goes to the fundamental lie at the heart of Biden's 2020 campaign that he was a good guy you could trust. Yeah, that's just not true. And so the people that are lecturing us all the time, oh, do you hear Trump did this? He was a sexist or he didn't give back the documents or whatever it may be They're They've rallied around now, obviously, 2020, and now for the last three years, somebody whose entire political persona is built on a fiction, right? Trump is, one thing you can say Trump is Trump. He's Trump all the time. Yeah. There's no, he is who you think he is. The guy you hear when he's on radio or TV is the guy you see if he's buying people slurpees or slushies or hurricanes. What was it that he was buying?
3: Blizzards, Buy. Blit-
4: Are you also unaware? Did you know that a Dairy Queen blizzard existed? That just that just made me sound like I wear a top hat and a monocle. But anyway, I'm in I'm in Florida, so I think about hurricanes more than I think about blizzards. Um but Hurricanes the, the
3: point- a drink in New Orleans. Good one, by the way. Yeah, no. In I, addition I, I to know. being a deadly, deadly, <laughs> a deadly weather event.
4: Um, but but Joe Biden, it's all a media fiction, is my point. It's all a construct, yeah. and you could say, oh, but people can see through that. Not if 90% of the news media and and just sort of generally the communication apparatus, social media, all the rest of it, is in on the con. But I think the con is slipping away more and more. People can see who Joe Biden actually is. And will it be enough to make the difference in 2024? You know, God only knows. But at least those of us who are paying attention can see. This guy's not a cuddly grandpa.
3: He's a jerk. I'm still on the record, Buck. I don't. I think he's going to announce early in the fall that he's not running in 2024. So we'll I mean, see. It's, we'll it's, talk-
4: I would say it's a brave call, except now it's like you, Tucker, O'Reilly. There's like, like you're you're in good company, and I'm the man out here on an island screaming by himself. That's all right. Yeah, our
3: island is fun. We got a good crew now that believes that Biden's uh, Biden's uh, abandoning ship and and not going to run in 24. We'll talk a little bit more about that and the continued fallout there. Like I said, we got a loaded show for you. Company looking out for you is one that gives you more than you expect and doesn't charge you for it. How about pure talk? They are giving you an incredible value, great cell phone service, just great new PureTalk customers. They have data to every plan and also mobile hotspots, no price increases whatsoever. In fact, PureTalk's price, just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspots. Yes, Just 20 bucks a month. That's why we love Pure Talk. Veteran owned company only hires the best customer service team right here in the good old USA. Switch to Pure Talk today. You can dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. Make an appointment with the truth.
1: App and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
2: More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies, from The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
4: Going to give you a little roadmap, team, to where we're going here on Clay and Buck today. We have, uh, as Clay mentioned, Jim Caviezel, the lead in "The Sound of Freedom," a movie I know a lot of you have seen. Uh, Kara and I are planning to watch it this week, uh, sometime, uh, so we're we're looking forward to it. Um, we'll have Jim with us. We also will be talking to Governor Ron DeSantis in the second hour of the program, which we're looking forward to a lot. Uh Be good to hear what he's going on. We've invited uh, Vivek on for later in this week. I think we're going to have Vivek Ramaswamy uh, joining us. So like we said, we're trying to get everybody in the mix here. Um, But Clay, did you see the Elon Zuckerberg back? Is this a re- he wrote? I think I could say that. I can say this on the air, right? Zuck yes. is a cuck on Twitter. Those are fighting words.
3: Zuck is a cuck. I think they're going to end up fighting. We can have some fun with that as we continue to play through the course of the show. Who do you put your money on?
4: Let's go back. Who does, Clay think, who does Clay think would win that fight? I've got a strong sense of it. Gun owners out there, staying trained and keeping your skills sharp is important. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, that also comes with Second Amendment responsibility. You want to be competent in your shooting. One smart way to train is with the Mantis X, a no-ammo all-electric way of training. It's referred to as dry fire practice. When I can't get to the range, for instance, I use my Mantis X to stay sharp. The Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, connects to your smartphone and your Mantis X app. Gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, also guides you through drills and courses that really helps you as well. This is why the Mantis X helps with people in their shooting in less than 20 minutes of using it. Go now. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. It's a must-have. MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com.
3: Get yours today. MantisX.com. So, Buck, you teased us as we went to break that Elon Musk tweeted out, Zuck is a cuck, um as an insult over the weekend. There is the talk that the two may engage in some sort of MMA fight. They certainly are engaged in a battle with Instagram slash Facebook having rolled out the Threads app, which is a competitor with Twitter. I'll tell you who I think is going to win in a moment. But first, Buck, do you have a Threads account? Have you opened a Threads? You have not. I I, went ahead and did it.
4: I really, I kind of hate Facebook. Like that's my. I think that Facebook is basically as bad as YouTube. They're censorious. They're libs. I don't know. But should I open a Threads account? Should I sell out my principles? You tell me.
3: Well, it's not directly connected to Facebook. It's actually directly connected to Instagram. So it's, I I mean. mean, Same thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I get it. But I mean, uh, so I opened a Threads account um, just because all you have to do is click basically one button and it syncs your Instagram account. I think I've only posted one thing, which was saying that I'm there. The reason why I bring it up is all of the attention that it's getting. But, Buck, here is for those of you out there who are like, I'm done with with other social media apps. And I'll be honest, I have a Truth account. I have a uh, Gab account. I have a Parler account. Like, I've signed up for all of these Twitter competitors and then almost immediately never used them. The thing that's interesting about Threads is it isn't chronological. And the people that you follow are not who you see populated in your feed. So it basically is just a left-wing echo chamber, and I don't understand why it will be in any way popular uh, other than just being a text version of Instagram. But even on Instagram, you only see the posts, I think. I'm not hugely active on Instagram, but I think most for the most part you only see the posts of the people that you follow as opposed to random people populating your feet. So you asked who would win the fight between the two. I actually think Zuckerberg would. I would be re- rooting for Elon Musk because he's more of a proponent of free speech. But the r- reports are that Zuckerberg has been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a couple of years now, potentially, And for those of you out there who are not familiar with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, basically the idea is you're on the ground grappling and you try to put people in submission holds. So the advantage Elon Musk would have is, I believe Elon's around 6 feet tall, and he outweighs Zuckerberg by 50 or 60 pounds, which typically would have them in a different fighting category. Zuckerberg is only 5'7", so he's a pretty small dude and um but i feel like the grappling uh training would outweigh the value that you get from the height of weight because most people don't fight for a living so the person who has been trained as a fighter even if it's not a very big person would at least have the ability to put you into a submission hold so i would make zuckerberg the favorite here what about you i I think i
4: think musk uh you've any, if I have to say, I've seen a fair number of these, these clips of people in various scraps on the street and bar fights and things like that. It's tough when you're on Twitter and one of those fight clips shows up, you know, you, you the, the boxing analyst in you or the wrestling analyst in you wants to just see how everything shakes out. Uh, size weight advantage is huge. And I know people are going to say, Oh, but, but uh, Zuckerberg has been, has been training 50 pounds, which is which is what the difference in weight is probably 50 pounds between Elon and Zuckerberg. I, I gotta give the, plus I feel like, I feel like Musk is probably fights pretty dirty. I feel like he's probably, if he's cornered, he's a mean guy. He throws some elbows.
3: Also a decade older on Musk. I don't, how much would you, here's a good question. How much would you have to get paid to fight Zuckerberg? You're, you know, substantially bigger than Zuckerberg. I would say that Zuckerberg in general, I think it's fair to say, you probably agree with this, has a reputation as a super nerd. So you would, if you lost, get beaten up by a super nerd. If you won, most people would say, yeah, of course. I mean, it's Mark Zuckerberg. How could you not? This is the quintessential. You don't gain very much. You lose a lot. How much money would you have to get to get into a squared combat circle or whatever with Zuckerberg? (laughs) And I think I think I'd probably do it for free because the buck
4: would take out the zuck real fast. This
3: would not but last. what if very you long. got choked out and then you had to come back no. on the radio show Monday and Zuck like choked? I've done you a, out. I've
4: done enough wrestling and judo that that Mister Mister Zuckerberg's year of Brazilian jiu jitsu is not going to overcome the size, strength, speed speed advantage. It's not going to happen. I feel, I, I, mean, I, I'd, I think I I do it for charity at this point. I don't even think I need to get paid.
3: I'm six foot one eighty five. I. I think I would need to get paid a lot of money cuz I would be a fr- I have a trained for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like those guys know how to put submission holds on you.
4: Well wait, are we allowed to throw punches? Are we talking about MMA style? Are we talk about only in Jiu-Jitsu I'd have a problem cuz I don't I don't roll Jiu-Jitsu. But if we're saying we can throw we could throw haymakers and kicks and stuff zucks in a lot of trouble
3: look i have i do 9 rounds of boxing 3 days a week i have a boxing instructor come to the house i feel pretty good about my conditioning and boxing ability but the thing with all of these uh th- they take you to the ground buck like the whole purpose of brazilian jiu jitsu is to get you off your feet so i don't like yes you could like my strategy if i were fighting zuckerberg would be that I would have to catch him with a punch before he's doing the slide. No, you'd be you in trouble. He'd take,
4: he'd take you to the ground. He'd take you to the that's ground. That's what I'm saying. I,
3: I think you're yeah, underrated. I like the ground. I ground why, and pound. <laughs> that's why I want a lot of money because I would be afraid once you get me off my feet, he would have an advantage. So the last thing I want to do is have to come on the show on Monday and everybody's waiting, and I come on, and I'm like, yeah, Zuckerberg choked me out. And I don't would you would you trust me less in the audience if you knew that Mark Zuckerberg had put me to sleep? I think so I mean some to, be, to be
4: fair if I lost that especially after saying this to Zuckerberg not only would you be making fun of me but you know Jesse Kelly and uh, and and every, everybody else, at, not else not only, in everybody else It's not world. only a
3: short-term thing every moment for the rest of your life when you say any opinion <laughs> The number one comment on social media is going to be you asleep with, Zucker- with Zuckerberg having put you to sleep. <laughs> okay, for the rest you're of actually, your career. Now I'm getting scared, like, and I'm hey, not sure I that like, I would want
4: to take this risk. Because, like, what if it turns out to be a lucky it's a bigger
3: risk? Yeah, you're I'm right. I'm saying you would tweet, "Hey, I think Trump's going to win 2024 over Biden." Like that's your tweet. Like, yeah. and then the first response would be you put to sleep by Zuckerberg every single time. Every <laughs> opinion that you give for the rest of your media career. So how much money is that worth to me? You're basically saying worst case scenario, I think I would need twenty million dollars to be put, to, for the danger of being put to sleep by Zuck.
4: I, I think I, I think you, you throw seven figures at me, I'd probably get in the ring with Zuckerberg. Um, Musk, by the way, I'd I'd be more concerned about Musk. Is a big uh, he's a big hefty guy, so that to me would be. But
3: I don't think people are surprised. This is like if you get beat up by somebody that people expect you to get beat up by. Like I, if oh, I yeah, got no, into I a ring. Like 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 Musk is
4: six feet tall, two hundred pounds, like he's my size, right? So if he's if he's gonna take me down, that's a fair fight. Uh if Zuckerberg really is, they say he's like one fifty five and one hundred and fifty pounds and five seven. I mean, that's that's light work right there. That shouldn't be too hard. So
3: like I should be able to pick Zuck up and throw him. I mean 57150 I I, would, I could pick him up and throw him if he put me to sleep that would be tough that'd be tough to deal with
4: I had a uh, I had an operator friend who told me once he said if you if you really want to know whether you're going to have a hard time with somebody in terms of like a scrap if you're going to get into a fight look at their forearms he's like if their forearms are look like somebody who's just been been lifting and gripping and fighting for a long time you're in, you're in trouble you know, if their if their uh, forearms look like they've been lifting nothing but pencils for twenty years, you might have a good shot.
3: I've I've told this story I think on the show before. My wife, when she was in high school and college in Michigan, a bunch of the guys were boc, uh, were uh, hockey fighters. They would take mouth guards out to the bar in case they got into a fight. It, can you like if someone ever says like Hey, do you want to take this outside?" and they put a mouth guard in. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not leave do not leave the bar. I mean, how intimidating is that? If somebody wants to fight you and they brought their own mouth guard? This is like the answer if
4: somebody has cauliflower ear, if you want to fight, is no. The answer is if someone with cauliflower ear says they want to fight or wrestle or anything, you say, My lawyer will be in contact (laughs) with you, sir. You do not fight.
3: It's like, if somebody calmly asks if you want to take a fight outside, you should 100% always say no, unless you fight for a living, because that's not someone who is like worked up and everything. You want to take this issue outside? No, I think I'm fine. You know, I think I'll just stay in here with my beer. Um, but yeah, I think I'd need 20 million to get the danger of being choked out by Zuckerberg. Uh, small business owners benefited from innovation refunds. They've helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC is the employee retention credit. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. ERC filing process is complicated. That's why Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. If your CPA said you might not qualify for the ERC, it may be worth getting a second opinion. Innovation Refunds Network of Independent Tax Attorneys familiar with the updated qualification criteria. They will even work with your CPA to help you discover and feel confident about your eligibility. They've been helping people since 2021, and they may be able to help your business too. Go to innovationrefunds.com. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Call them at one eight four three refunds that's one eight four three refunds, innovation refunds Innovation refunds.
4: Throwdown is what's getting all the lines lit up right now here on Clay and Buck. We'll come back uh, to this here in a moment with some of your calls. I also want to talk about uh, what's going on in Ukraine and some some big things happening there uh, over the weekend in terms of U.S. policy. Uh, you know, dragging us closer to all-out war with Russia. I think that's fair to say. Um, I think it's important people hear that. Uh, meaning U.S. war with Russia at some point, if this continues. But don't worry, Lindsey Graham is on it. Nothing nothing to see here. We'll talk about that. But let's get to it. We have Sue in Connecticut. Sue, what have you got for us?
2: hi how are you Um, as to what you guys were just saying I think I could knock Zuckerberg out and I'm (laughs) 5'1 and probably twice his age but the reason I called is every time you guys mention this fight I picture the scene from Game of Thrones (laughs) where the mountain and Prince Oberyn are fighting and Oberyn is Zuckerberg and he's dancing around in circles my sister my sister and finally the mountain Elon Musk just takes his fist and goes boom And (laughs) and Oberyn's down on the ground and then he pops his eyes out and squeezes his head like a grape and then Zuckerberg is done. And I picture that every time you talk about this fight, I thought it was hilarious.
3: That is I, a I thought phenomenal that was, scene. That was the most for me
4: I actually was more traumatized by that than the red wedding cuz I saw the red wedding coming a little bit. That was not I knew things were about to get bad there. I did not see the end of the mountain versus the viper fight scene in Game of Thrones that way. I did not see that happening. Like,
3: it, that, wow. For those of you out there who, who are not familiar with Game of Thrones, um, they would have trial by combat occasionally where you could pick your fighter. And the mountain was basically the largest man in the kingdom. He was the Goliath of Game of Thrones. And Oberon was kind of this, uh, you know, sort of super quick uh, 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 attacker. And he has basically vanquished the mountain, and he starts prancing around, taunting, t- you know, the, yeah. the, the 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 prostrate mountain. And then things flip in a hurry, and the mountain just kills him like out of nowhere. And it's pretty, it's pretty incredibly graphic. Well, Oberyn, but it is a funny analogy.
4: He fights like a, like a Shaolin monk with a spearwood or something. It's a lot of uh, very sort of theatrical and a lot of movement. And the mountain is just some massive, strong dude. As, as one would be if one was called The Mountain. Did you ever see the Ridley Scott movie, The Last Duel? I don't think so. It did not do well in the box office at all. I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan, so I was willing to see it just based there. I don't know if there's another director, maybe Spielberg, um, but that, that I would put in that. Actually, no, I've seen some really bad Spielberg movies. Um, but Ridley Scott, I saw The Last Duel. I didn't see it in the theater. I think I saw it on a plane, but I watched it. It's about it's about trial by combat, though. The whole movie is about a trial oh, wow, by no. combat. Essentially, and uh, it's um, Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon, and it is the, the the combat they show. It's very it's very well done, I will say. For if you let a medieval period piece, I think that period of history is fascinating.
3: What, but, what uh, is is Ridley Scott doing the Gladiator two? which I don't know how they're going to do a sequel, but you know, you saw that news, right? They're going to make a sequel to The Gladiator, which came out 20-some-odd years ago, I think, um, and is my wife's favorite movie of all time. But is Ridley Scott going to do that one, or is somebody new doing The Gladiator 2? Um,
4: no, uh, I, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. It's a good question. For those
3: weird. of you who remember how the movie ended, it seems like it would be a difficult sequel to do. Um, but, uh, but, but well, we'll also say. if
4: you've seen Russell Crowe recently, he looks like he's been putting away some pizza
3: pies. I don't, I don't think, think he can Russell Crowe is going to be involved. He's By not a this is gladiator. Great. Evelyn in, uh, we've got Evelyn in Mount Vernon, Ohio. She, you've studied Brazilian jujitsu for, uh, years, Nine right? Years. <laughs> yeah. For how many years? Nine years. How old are you? Uh,
2: 44.
3: Okay, so how would you assess? You're 44 years old, which is, I think, around the age. Zuckerberg's like 41. Elon's like 53. How would you assess the height-weight advantage, given the fact that you have trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for nine years?
2: I really would want Musk to win, but Zuckerberg literally is just going to take him to the ground and probably ankle-lock him or knee-bar him and put him out. So you agree with me? Yeah, you
3: can take a rear Do you think Zuckerberg would would choke out Buck? No.
4: (laughs) No chance. No (laughs) chance.
3: So you agree with me, Evelyn? Nine years of training, you think Zuck would take Buck down and just choke him out?
6: Oh, yeah. He would just jump on his back like a spider monkey and knock him out. You know, just put him to the ground. It's
4: quick. I'm telling you, I've, I've done enough hand to hand. The Zuck, would not face off well with the Buck. I'm just telling you, it's not, not going to happen. I
3: would, I would I, look. That's why I said I would need 20 million because I would be afraid that he would put me to sleep. And I think a lot of people would be like, well, Clay's six foot, you know, 185 ish. Way bigger and I'm quite a bit stronger, and then he's going to put me to sleep. And I don't think it would I mean be hard I'm just telling you. Down.
4: I go double leg takedown on the Zuck. He tries to do the guard or whatever. I then go hip toss, slam him to the mat, use my weight advantage, get on top, and you know, pound on the face like drums. And that's the end. That's all she wrote, buddy. That's that's game time right there. I think I would make you. Zuck the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you would throw it's your not, co-host not. under the bus like this.
3: It's not the belief in Zuck. It's the belief in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the training. I think they could, these guys, like Hoist Gracie, the Gracie family, had never lost a fight for centuries. Did and we find out one of those guys? There
4: were, somebody was on roids who wasn't supposed to be on roids in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world. That just came out recently. I don't know who it was, but that helps a lot. Being bigger and stronger is my point.
3: Right, but these guys were just experts in this grappling art, and they never lost fights. I think, that, I think that he would win. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex
2: Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael